Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and Mac Lane podcast, episode 162. Mac, I'm back. You couldn't get rid of me that easily. <laughs> I had to miss last week's episode because of basketball and Greensboro and all the craziness, but you did an amazing job solo, and I really appreciate you. And what people don't even realize, too, is that you recorded all of that and did all that with Jordan Reed. On your birthday as well. I mean, what a guy. What a guy, Mac. Listen, company, I'm a company man. Company first, Gramlick and Mac Lane first, and everything else, you know, we'll just figure it out. But I will tell you, KG, it was very weird to be doing that by myself. I, it was so funny. When I was recording the little intro, you know, we do before we do our guest interviews, and then the outro, I'm just rolling. Like, there's no conversation. I'm just talking. I'm like, man, this is this sucks. This is super weird. And then, you know, I get done and I'm like, wow, I just spoke for like 20 minutes. It was so long. I look at the little timer in five minutes and two seconds. I'm yep. like, wow. I couldn't imagine. All the people, shout out to all the people out there that do solo pods that just talk by themselves with themselves for an hour. Unreal. I mean, that was, that was nuts. It, it was crazy. So very happy that you are back with us, my friend. Very glad to be back. And we will make sure that we can schedule these better so that I can be on these pods even during basketball season. But you know well, what? Well, you know, you're a little busy. You know, you're a working it's woman. A I understand. Just a I tad. understand. Just a tad. It may be basketball season for some, for me. But right. it's always football season. Football does not stop. This is a 24-7, 365, 366 on a leap year kind of situation, Mac. That's so right. So do you want to brief the people? We're going to be start doing one episode a week for a while. T- tell them the schedule. Yeah, a little, little schedule update for everybody. As you know, this we're kind of getting to the working season, the off season, close to it. So we're going to go to one episode a week, as KG said, until the NFL draft, and then we're going to slam you guys with a ton of different content. Uh, there's a few new faces in the ACC, new coaches, new players via the transfer portal. So we're going to have a couple of episodes coming up, breaking all of that down. And then we'll also go through some news and notes of spring ball, pro days, because as KG said, football is 24-7, 365. There's always something going along. So really, I, I think this could be a really big spring for a bunch of these young quarterbacks, some of these new coaches. So we will be sure to update you guys on everything we hear, everything we have uh, kind of seen over the spring season. No doubt. And, you know, you may see Mac calling a few ACC spring games. Hey, so come on. Keep an eye on that. Mac is everywhere. But as you said, Mac, college football is nonstop. And One of the most important things for each team heading into 2022, even if we don't want to acknowledge it, some people don't want to acknowledge it, it's the schedule. The schedule can make or break a team. You can have a great year because of a schedule. You can have a great year despite of a schedule, but it's it's very tough at times to overcome your schedule. So, Mac, today we are going through all the schedules for every ACC team, pointing out the big games we're excited for, pointing out really tough stretches, ranking our hardest schedules. It's time for some schedule talk. Come on, KG. I'm excited about this one. And, and, you know, I might be showing my hand just a little bit here uh, because the way that we're going to go through these schedules, it's not alphabetical. I know everybody wants to, you know, be equal and fun, but that's not the way the world is, okay? We're going to go through this thing in my predicted order of finish. So from 
best to worst record uh, in mid-March. That's a super fun thing to do, right, is, is to predict all of these outcomes. So hang with us here, guys. We're going to talk about each and every team. Uh, really excited to do this. And, of course, KG, uh, I have on my orange goggles right now, and we're going to start with the Clemson Tigers. Exactly right, Mac. Let's start with Clemson. And I like this opener. Labor Day night, the only game on, prime time the last Monday before Monday Night Football gets going, and they're at Georgia Tech. I believe that game's going to be in Mercedes-Benz and all that. So that'll be fun. This is, this is a benefit for Clemson, I think, these first three games. You're not opening with Georgia. You're opening with Georgia Tech. Big difference. And you have Furman and then Louisiana Tech. So you can kind of figure out your quarterback situation because that is the biggest issue. And then, Mac, NC State, October 1st, that game could decide the Atlantic. And that's a, that's a very early date to potentially decide the Atlantic. No, absolutely. I think it's it's super unique, as you mentioned, that start. Clemson playing on a Monday night. I don't know if that's ever happened. Um, so something that, that is really kind of cool, the standalone game. Everybody in the country you know, will be watching that game that cares about college football. And then the turnaround. There isn't a buy in between that. You have four days, basically, to prepare for Furman. And to well, bodies are bodies, injuries are injuries, <laughs> and uh, you know things things can happen. But it, it's going to be really interesting that, and I like what you just pointed out the fact that you you get to really solidify this quarterback spot mm-hmm. and, and find out okay everything that we've been hearing right now sounds like DJ is back on a track uh, to be in a positive way. But games are different, and you find out very quickly. So you, you have a nice little cushion here, and then of course you play Wake Forest, who won the ACC and right after that, NC State. So when I'm looking at this schedule, I'm looking at, you know, kind of best games or games that I'm really excited about. Uh, Certainly, NC State, I think everybody is excited for that game. Date pretty important there, October 1st. And is that an ACC championship bid? Is that Mm -hmm. going to be who plays in Charlotte? Um, I know Wake Forest fans will be like, wait a minute, hold on here. Uh, Don't disrespect us, but I think that's what it's going to come down to. Of course, the road trip up to South Bend, playing Notre Dame in November. The last time DJ Uyunglelele played there, he just blazed every record possible. Uh, So, you know, he's going to be excited about that. And then versus Miami, second to last game of the year. Is that a potential ACC championship preview? Or are we going to see that again in a couple of weeks? So I'm excited for those games. I think it's going to be really impressive uh, just to see Clemson on this stretch. You, You go at Notre Dame. And then Louisville at home, Miami at home, South Carolina at home. That, that's a, a rough November um, that, that is certainly going to have them well ready and tested for a championship and then a potential uh, you know, CFP run. And you finish with three games at home. I think that's really exciting for Clemson fans. You do have in that middle stretch, you've got three out of four on the road at Wake, NC State at home, at BC, at FSU. So lots of road games against teams that we all think are going to be pretty good this year. Mac, overall, despite the schedule, what what are things? What are a few things that you are most looking forward to? I think we all are looking forward to the QB competition, seeing who wins that. We're hearing a lot of reports that DJU has slimmed down, that he looks good in spring ball. Perhaps Cade Klubnick needs to bulk up a little bit. So you've got two separate situations there at quarterback. One guy's eating, one guy's trying to cut back. <laughs> Overall, what are you most excited for uh, for Clemson in 22? Yeah, that, that quarterback position battle for sure, and, and just seeing who, who can rise up from that. But then also th- this defensive line. I mean, I spoke about it last year, shades of that 2018 team, and then some injuries kind of threw a, a, a curveball into that. 
if they can stay healthy, these guys will be the best defensive line in all of college football. And, and they have already, you know, a lot of people as myself have compared them to, you know, that defensive line that were called the Power Rangers. They say, no, man, we, we have so much depth. We are the Avengers. And they all went out on Twitter and kind of named who they were, which I thought was super cool and, and just fun for fans and, and for people to, to be able to talk about. But, you know, those guys have proven it. And, and you have a couple of, you know, older guys in, in KJ Henry and Xavier Thomas that could have left but decided to come back and Tyler Davis, uh, you know, for this final run, like a lot of those guys on that 18 team did. So I think something special is brewing there and a big reason why I believe Clemson is going to go undefeated in this regular season. Mm. Mac is leading undefeated. I think there's probably a loss on here just because I don't, I don't know what to expect from the QB room. Right. Because I feel like as we get further removed from last year, we are talking that we are not exactly, I just feel like we're, we're giving DJU a little more benefit of the doubt when in the moment, in the season, the QB play was just not good enough. Right. So, and really for me, Kelly, I think it is more so how good this defense is going to be. Okay. I mean, I look at the schedule and look at their away games at Georgia Tech, which is it's a neutral site. Okay, great. Right. At Wake Forest, a team that when you were at your worst in the past six years, they were at their best, you beat them by 30. Not too worried about that game. At Boston College is what it is. Florida State, you know, maybe that's a, a place where a potential hiccup. And then Notre Dame, I just don't know what Notre Dame's going to be. They're, they're losing right. so much talent. Defensively, they should be good. But all of Clemson's difficult or, or really difficult games are at home. NC State, Miami. Both right there. Louisville, I'll throw them in there as well. And they don't lose at home. That's just what mm-hmm. they do. I mean, they have the longest streak in the country. And so that's really kind of my you know, foundation of why I think this team is, is going to get back to where they expect to be on a, on a yearly basis. It's a great point. Clemson has not lost at home since 2016 to Pitt. That's a long time ago. So I totally see your point there, Mac. I think October 1st is, is the day. And then perhaps, just depending on what we see from Miami, that Miami game way down the road. But you're right. Those are I can't both wait for home. both of those games. I mean, they're, those, those are, are going to be home. so fun. They're going to be such great games. Okay, speaking of Miami, let's get to Miami's schedule, Eric McLean. Pretty easy start here. Open up with Bethune-Cookman <laughs> and Southern Miss. Then, September 17th at Texas A&M. Nice little challenge at the beginning of the year. You also finish with a tough slate, the last two at Clemson and at home against Pitt. So perhaps two of the best teams in the ACC. I think we'll learn a lot at Texas A&M. Look, A&M has like six five stars on their roster at quarterback, but they don't know who their quarterback is. That's a very, very tough place to play, though. You talk about home field, Mac, going to College Station in September, where it's probably going to be 115 degrees (laughs) with 115,000 people in there. That is a tough challenge for Miami early. No, it's going to be massive for those guys. And the one thing that I am kind of holding on to with you know a potential victory, I have it as a loss right now on on March tenth, uh, March 9th, excuse me. And and of course we're doing this early, but when you look at these guys, quarterback play is is just so important. As, as you'll kind of find a trend here for what I'm doing, and and call me a homer, call me whatever you want with these predicted finishes. Quarterback play matters in college. It matters in the NFL. And, and you see direct results because of it. And with Miami having potentially the number one quarterback in the ACC and Tyler Van Dyke, 
Can they go into College Station and get a W? Can they go into that crazy environment against a stacked team that is recruiting out of their mind this past season and get a victory? I mean, what a statement that would be with that in mind that this is a tough schedule. When you play Texas A&M, Clemson, Pittsburgh, that, that's rough, and that's a mm-hmm. tough crack at it. So excited for those three games. I think the pit game at the end of the season could be similar to Clemson's NC State and be a potential bid for the championship game. And, and can they do it? Can they get there? It's going to be really interesting to see. They have, as you mentioned, A&M, Clemson, Pitt. I, in terms of our hardest schedules, I didn't have Clemson or Miami on there, mainly because I think there's a lot of wins to be found. And it's, most of the time when we're ranking hardest schedules, you don't have the best teams having the hardest schedules because a game like North Carolina or Virginia Tech or whatever, those are very winnable, which they might not be winnable for some others. But I think the schedule, it's interesting because the middle is where we're going to find out if Miami can actually win the Coastal. If you can go out there and take care of business, can you beat UNC? Can you beat Virginia Tech? Can you beat Virginia? Can you beat Florida State? Like that's what you have to do. And then – the outskirts of that, the beginning and the end, A&M and Clemson Pitt, can you make a statement? Can right. you have a truly exceptional year? And you know what I think is really interesting? When, when you look at you know Miami's schedule and look at the venues that they have to go to at Texas A&M, at Virginia Tech, at Clemson. I mean, three mm. of the rowdiest places. And if Virginia Tech is, is remotely good at that time, I mean, it could be just nuts for Miami. So, you know, having Even that experience. Even if they aren't, Virginia right, Tech They, they bring it, it. Virginia Tech fans are awesome, you know, and, and they really, you know, they, they have that extra boost for their team. So it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, just what can this team do? How far can TVD, which is what, I mean, I'm over the moon about. I can't wait to see this young man as the guy for a full season. What can he do? So I, I'm predicting Miami right now, again, in mid-March, to go 10-2, and two, to win the Coastal, to play Clemson in the championship. It makes sense, Mac. It makes sense. However, it's Miami. And Miami most of the time does not make sense. But <laughs> I do agree. Look, I think at A&M and at Clemson are losses. And then that's where can you handle your business everywhere else? And look, can you beat Pitt at home? I, I think that's another big question. But Miami has a schedule full of opportunities, that's for sure. How about our next team on our list here, a team that Miami avoids, NC State. NC State's schedule, I think, is relatively manageable. Now, NC State is not exactly known for playing a tough (laughs) non-conference. When you look at their first four, East Carolina at ECU, first of all, not sure why you're doing that, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, UConn, that should be four wins right there, and then at Clemson. So, Quite a few cupcakes heading into Clemson, similar-ish to last year, even though they lost at Mississippi State. And then you've got just kind of your run-of-the-mill games. I mean, the, the teams you play every year, can you handle your business? They do finish with two on the road. They have three at home, then two on the road. If you're fighting for position, that could be tough. They have a Thursday game and a Friday game. But I think this is a very manageable schedule for NC State. Yeah, no, I think when you, when you look at this, it, that October 1st game, you know, just like for Clemson, very important in, in regards to the race, but also against Wake Forest, a, a team that beat you last year and a team that you know, took that spot away from you in the ACC championship, I think is going to be very, very important. Uh, Virginia Tech at home on a Thursday night, and then, of course, ending the season at North Carolina, Friday Night Lights, I mean, a a rivalry Mm -hmm. game where those two just do not like each other. 
Uh, you, you never know what could happen. And, and what does North Carolina even look like at that point with you know kind of changing of the guard at the quarterback position? So as you said, I, I do believe this is a you know easier schedule. Now, you know, when you're playing Clemson, you're playing Wake, you're playing Florida State, Boston College, like those those aren't easy games. But you know, just when you look at that out of conference, um, I mean a Texas Tech team, what do we what do we really expect from them? You can't lose that one. You though. can't lose it. I mean that that's those you out can't. of conference when you, you gotta go carry that torch. And that was something that a year ago, you know, NC State gets hit right in the mouth from jump street on a kickoff return for a touchdown, and then it was just mm-hmm. there was nothing they could do. So and Mississippi State ended up being maybe the worst team in the West last year. So you have to go out, you have to take care of business there. But when I look at NC State, I, I'm just I'm super excited for Devin Leary. As you'll hear from most of these teams, it's a quarterback league. It's the best league in the world in regards to quarterback play and the things that they do. But also really excited to see this defense. Can they stay healthy? All these guys that are coming back, so much production. The best linebacking core, if healthy, in the entire country. And and just what does that equate to? Does that get you to a championship? Does that get you to 11-1, and which is where I have them predicted right now? Or can you even take another step and go 12-0 and get to the championship, handle business, maybe a CFP. It's crazy to think about, but I've seen a lot of people that have NC State fighting for a college football playoff appearance next year. Whew. Oh, man. Mac, it's not – it's only crazy because of NC State's history. Exactly. When you look at exactly. the facts, it makes perfect sense. But then you look at the name on the jersey and people are like, okay, what's going on right. there? So I'm with you, Mac. I think this team is uber talented. I, th- I think you hit on a very important point, though. They have to stay healthy. There's been something about that defense and that linebacking core where they've they've had injury issues pretty much every year. If that core can stay healthy, that is going to be a game changer. And the other thing here, Mac, with that NC State-Clemson game, Clemson has Wake before NC State. And I know, look, Clemson dominated Wake last year, but still a decently tough game on the road. NC State has UConn at home. So if, if I'm looking at that and who you have before that game, I would prefer to be an NC State situation. Well, that, that's interesting to think about because I, I might even say the reverse because I want to be ready. You know, I want to be playing against a but high you play caliber UConn, team. Everyone's feeling good. Everyone's feeling good. Or you're that. you're Confidence looking at, at an high. Or you're looking ahead to Clemson. And you're tied at halftime, getting booed off the field. I mean, it, no. it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> Not with see. UConn. Oh my God. <laughs> Could you? Hey, Jim Mora, he's back, baby. He's figuring it out <laughs> and getting it right. Uh, you, you, when we talk about that defense um, and you know staying healthy, the the one thing I do want to mention is that. You know, because of you know the the injuries that they did face, guys are ready behind them. I mean, they're going to have mm-hmm. a lot of depth. So you know, can they continue to develop that as they're playing East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, UConn, and really just be feeling great about their team from a depth perspective, from kind of a okay, I understand my role perspective as they roll into Clemson and Death Valley on October first. Interesting how we're looking at that from from different perspectives. (laughs) We shall see who benefits. The top of this league is so fun. Let's get to another team that's in that top tier. And, Mac, we haven't even talked about them yet. The defending ACC champions, Pittsburgh. And Pitt is figuring out who the heck's going to play quarterback, Keaton Slovis, Nick Patty, in that competition right now. But the bottom line is whoever does win that job, has five O-linemen returning and Jordan Addison. So they're feeling pretty good about themselves, whoever does win it. And this is quite the start for Pitt. West Virginia at home on a Thursday night, September 1st. Then Tennessee at home, the kind of the repay from the game last year. And then at Western Michigan, Pitt's nemesis. 
who they <laughs> lost to last year. This is quite the start, Mac. No, it, it, you got to get out rolling. And, and I might have my you know blue and yellow goggles on right now as we're talking about this game or gold. What you have a lot of goggles. Is, is, I do have a lot of goggles. Is Pitt, do they call it gold or is it yellow? I mean, it used to be gold. I think it's yellow. it's yellow now, I think it's yellow. and I love it. We'll have we'll have research um, look that up, and I'm sorry if I offend Pitt. Yes, fans, our but, research department. Um, I'm I'm on the Pitt train. I mean, I really am. I think that they have developed a a very nice culture there under Narduzzi. We've seen it on the defense for year after year after year that they just reload and, and guys are you know it's a system and you just show up and you do what you're coached to do and you go ball out and and have a billion sacks and lead the the world in sacks, but. There's no question that the quarterback position is going to have to it's it's paramount. I mean, we went from Kenny Pickett throwing 42 touchdowns, 4000 plus yards, running all over, fake sliding over everybody to now question marks of of who's going to be next and if Slovis can be, you know, grow on that freshman year instead of the other things that we've seen from him, I think Pitt's going to be right back. I think they're going to be tremendous. I think Jordan Addison is so good that he's going to make whatever whoever's at quarterback, he's going to make them good. At the end of the day, I think that's the case. And then you see uh, Big Bar- Bartholomew there at tight end, the things that he can do for this team. So offensively, I'm very excited. And you mentioned all five big uglies back. I, I think that that is very important. When you look at Pitt's schedule, something that's very unique, five home games in their first six games. I mean, that's crazy. These guys are just you know putting up camp and, and staying at home. They do have the trip to Western Michigan, a team that beat them a year ago, which was Baffling. I mean, they, they ran Western Michigan ran the RPO to perfection. You have to think that Pitt is going to want to make a big statement here. Um, and then ending at Miami. I mean, a game that I truly think is going to be the one that gets you or doesn't get you to the ACC championship. What's crazy is I think Pitt goes 11 and 1. I think they are undefeated, probably top in the country, maybe top, maybe top 10. If you're 11 and 1, top 10 in the country with wins over West Virginia and Tennessee walking into Coral Gables. And I think that's going to be a crazy, crazy matchup. Can't wait to see it. Winner's obviously going to Charlotte. And, uh, man, what a fun season this could be for Pitt back-to-back. I still think Pitt's going to be pretty good. I, I worry about this schedule. I think they lose one to the schedule because their final six games, they play two of those at home. That's brutal. Tough. This schedule is so odd. And you point out at the very beginning – They've got five home games in the first six, and then in the last six, they've got two. That You would not prefer to have that. So, And especially those road games at Louisville, eh, but at UNC, at Virginia, at Miami, one of at least two of those, you talk about Miami as well, losable. But I think they lose another one to the schedule, unfortunately. Yeah, and you know, you, you talk about wanting to be at home. I, I guarantee they'd want it flipped. Because you want those elements. I mean, you're used to it. You're used to the the harsh, right. you know, Pittsburgh, you know, semi winter falls of of rain or potential snow, whatever. Um, you want that to be your home field advantage. You don't want to be going on the road. Um, and so, I, it's going to be interesting. This this is a a difficult schedule, um, especially that start. My goodness. Um, and then ending with a Virginia, ending with Miami. Uh, it, it's a really tough stretch for Pittsburgh. It's still not it, – it may be number four in my most difficult schedules. It's not in my top three, Mac. Is it in your top three? No. Okay. We haven't gotten to any of the ones in my top three yet. Oh, okay. Okay. We we'll might see. have hit one of mine. We'll see. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, another team here, the defending Atlantic champions, Wake Forest. Let's take a look at their schedule. 
Pretty easy start, VMI at Vanderbilt. You better win that Dear game. God. We say it's Dear easy. God in heaven, do not lose. If you lose that game, just pack it oh up, God. get out of the conference, go somewhere else. Let's all let's all say a prayer. Um, and then Liberty, look, I, they lose Malik Willis. You should be able to beat Liberty. And then Clemson. So some warm-ups, then you get Clemson at home. They've got that Army game in the middle of the year. They finish with two out of three at home. I like that for Wake. I think the schedule lines up pretty well for Wake to be able to to push to win 10 games again. Yeah, it, it's nice. I mean, it it's definitely has its challenges. You know, pl- anytime Clemson is on anybody's schedule, I mean, it's a, it's a tough game. Going to Florida State, uh, hosting Army, I mean, we all know how difficult that is preparing for that offense. I mean, they, they are perfectionists. They run it to a T. And as we saw, they put up 50-something points against Wake Forest a year ago. Uh, Boston College, the great quarterback battle that'll be. Louisville, the great quarterback pa- uh, battle that'll be at NC State. So really, when, when I, I love this schedule, the way it's set up, it, it, it has its difficulties. But you know, I do think it's manageable uh, for Wake Forest. Something that, that I think is really interesting, though, is just that Vanderbilt game. I mean, you, you have to make a statement. That is the worst team in the SEC every year. You have to dominate them. You, you just have to. And I know it's, it's going to be scary. You're going to Nashville. But you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to take over. Sam Hartman, take that next step. Continue to be an absolute freak of nature. 50 touchdowns last year. And that's what I'm most excited to see. The evolution, the next step of that Hartman to A.T. Perry connection. And then the other you know, kind of role players around them, which they have some stud wide receivers. So this offense is going to be electric once again. I'm really not worried about Wake Vandy. I'm just saying... Dear God in heaven, do not let it happen. But I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not, worried either. Roll. I'm not worried either. I'm They'll not. roll. They'll be fine. And they've got, you know, when you get into the teeth of this schedule, you have them losing to Clemson. I think I have them losing at FSU as well because there's that effect of, and we've seen when Wake plays Clemson, they just get beat up. And then they're going to go play at FSU. I think that's a very winnable game for FSU. That's a tough stretch. Clemson at FSU, then Army where you got to prepare for a whole other offense. And I know you play Army often, but there's no bye week there. And then BC, and I know that game's at home, but those are three home games out of four where if you want to win 10 games, you've got to win quite a few in that stretch. Yeah, no, there's no question. And and crazy enough, I have Wake finishing 10-2. and So if you're keeping count, that is five ACC teams with double-digit wins. I'm a a lunatic. I don't know what the (laughs) heck I'm talking about. It's not going to happen. Um, uh, it's probably not. <laughs> but let me give you the reason why. Maybe after the balls. Play, right. May, maybe. That's a good point. Um, quarterback play, as I said, is very important. And, and with these guys, with the amount of years they are in now, the expectations that you should have for them should equate to wins. You know, people get mad when you say wins are a quarterback stat or, or people don't like it or do like it. I think it, it is a direct testament of that. And, and so if you know these quarterbacks are as good as we think, we should see direct results on the field and, and Wake Forest kind of capping it off for us here at 10-2. and two. I hear you, Mac. I hear you. We will see. You can't forget Wake after the year they've had last year. There's no doubt. How about a team with a new coach? And we'll, we'll talk about some of the new coaches and transfer portal stuff as we get deeper into our offseason. But let's talk about Virginia. As Virginia always does, they start off with a nice 12-pack of cupcakes. I love it. They start off with Richmond. At Illinois, 
dear God in heaven, please don't lose that game. And <laughs> Old Dominion, don't lose that game. And then they're at Syracuse on a Friday night at Duke. Look, I know that Syracuse is a Friday night, but Virginia should be 5-0 and and probably should beat Louisville. Are, are we looking at a 6-0 and Virginia Mac? And then they have Georgia Tech. Yeah. That's very winnable, too. No, Am I crazy? I, I think, you know, as a lot of teams have, I've kind of mentioned here, I think they're rolling into to Coral Gables on October 29th undefeated. I, I think they Ooh. certainly could do that. And, and when you look at that Syracuse game that you bring up, that's going to be really interesting because uh, Coach Robert and I, who was at Virginia yep. for quite some time and a couple other folks on that Virginia staff, they're at Syracuse and, and they moved on and, and – you know, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of that homecoming party, whatever you want, however you want to call it. Um, and really just overall, the thing that I'm most excited about this team is, you know, this coach, Tony Elliott era. And, and how is he going to mentally get these guys right physically? Uh, because they're going to need it. I mean, this stretch of Miami at home, North Carolina at home, Pitt at home, Coastal Carolina, which is going to be a yeah. very difficult game. And then at Virginia Tech. I mean, that five-game stretch to end the season is going to take everything that Virginia has. It's going to take every ounce of Brennan Armstrong's talent. It's going to take every ounce of Tony Elliott's coaching ability. I think if you can get out of that stretch with a winning record, my goodness. I mean, who knows what the season could look like. Well, and I like the schedule. I think it's actually one of the more, I wouldn't say it's easy, but I think it's a beneficial schedule because – you can, you like Virginia probably should be bowl eligible by mid October. And then let's see what happens. Right. I, I think if you make a bowl in your first year, if you're Tony Elliott, that's, that's really what, what the people want. That'll be good. And then, you know, can you go make some noise with the, with these, this final stretch in November where you've got a lot of opportunities, the coastal Carolina game, you have to imagine Mac, that game was scheduled in like 2012 or something. <laughs> Before oh, Coastal nice was any good. Cake. You know, it's going to be a great game. Easy win Whew. for us. And, and of course, right before Virginia Tech, oh my gosh, that's a, the, that final, those final three games, Pitt, Coastal at Virginia Tech. That's tough. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. And, and I will say the one thing that, you know, I like about this schedule, and I might be super high on Virginia for, for silly reasons. They lost a lot, a lot to the transfer portal and things like that. But mm-hmm. Brennan Armstrong's still there. A lot of those receivers are still there. And, and I think that it's going to be a very offensive team. Um, the, the, what I like about this schedule is how it builds up. I mean, I, if I was a coach, if I was a, still a player, I expect to be playing my best ball late October through the season's over. And so to get to that point of going or having Miami at home is going to be very important because that's where, okay, we're at our peak. This is the best that we are as a team. Mm-hmm. Now let's go on this hellacious run of Miami, North Carolina, Pitt, Coastal Carolina at Virginia Tech. And I think there's certainly some some energy that could be there, and, and who knows? Who knows what happens? It's a good schedule. It shapes up well for UVA. Let's get to our next team here, Mac, Boston College. They start with a rivalry unlike any other, Rutgers <laughs> on September 3rd. And this is an early game, Mac. After Rutgers, they're at Virginia Tech September 10th. That could be a very important game for both of these programs. They have Notre Dame later on in the year. They have Clemson at home. It feels like BC, for whatever reason, recently has played Clemson tougher than some other teams. And then they also have UConn. UConn is just out here playing kind of an ACC schedule, which must hurt because, you know, UConn wanted to be in the ACC. (laughs) But overall, Mac, (laughs) what do you think of this BC schedule? Yeah, really. I mean, when you look at that start, I mean, 
get off the gates, get off the blocks running because you have Rutgers and then you're at Virginia Tech. And I mean, Rutgers is better. Oh, no, that I, defense is I mean, I know they good. went five and seven, but yeah. look, they played in the Gator Bowl. That's right. That's right. They did. They made a bowl somehow. Uh, the best you. ability is availability. Uh, hey, you, you preach it, sister. Um, when you look at those, so I think the Clemson game, obviously very important. The fact that that's at home. A tough stretch right there, though. At Florida State, Louisville at home, Clemson at home, and then you have a bye week, and then you're at Wake Forest. I mean, that that is a rough really the teeth of the Atlantic that, that you're going through right there. Of course, that NC State game is, is going to be very impactful. But Notre Dame, I think, is the game that everybody has scheduled, everybody has circled at Notre Dame, November 19th, Phil Dracovic going home to where he once was. Can he solidify himself as a first-round draft pick? I, that is my biggest question mark mm. for Boston College this year. Can he stay healthy? Can he prove that he can be the guy? Because – all the signs physically and on the field are there. I mean, we, we have seen it in flashes because of injury. We've seen it, you know, for a full season in 2020. That was crazy enough because of COVID. So now can he take the next step? He's got his dynamic duo in, in you know, Zay Flowers. He's going to have another, you know, group of guys that are ready to go. The offensive line, there'll be some shuffling, but they'll just be fine. But can Phil Dracovic be the guy that everyone has kind of assumed he would be coming out of high school. That's my biggest question mark for BC. I agree, Mac. And can he, if he if he's wants to make his money, I think he's got to play well against Clemson. He's got to play well against Notre Dame. Those are going to be games that everyone's watching. And probably NC State, too. That's a tough two-game stretch there in November at NC State, at Notre Dame, yep. back-to-back. And that's... No buy in between. Right. And that's what you know should be really exciting for him is that he has awesome opportunity for tape. Rutgers, Virginia Tech, Clemson... NC State, Notre Dame. I'll even say Syracuse because I think their defense is going to be really good. Hmm. He has a really nice opportunity with this schedule to prove that he can make yeah. NFL throws, that he's an NFL quarterback, first-round draft pick. And I, I think that, uh, man, he has to go out and do it because that would be massive for Boston College. Mac, I have good news for you. The next team we're going to talk about has no expectations this year, which is so much better for them than the alternative, and that's North Carolina. They seem to play a lot better when they don't have expectations. And the beginning of the schedule, they actually play a week zero game. And I looked this up, Mac. I want you to guess really fast. How many days until August 27th? Today is March 9th. How many days until August 27th? Oh my gosh. Uh, I put it in the, in the Google calculator. Oh, man. Um, 172. Oh, my God. Did I get it on the 171. Oh, let's go. Mac, that was impressive. Wow. You talk about quick math. That was unbelievable. Wow. That was impressive. Okay, 171 days until week zero. That was really, really good. And that's when UNC plays Florida A&M. We have a few other week zero games as well. FSU plays Duquesne on August 27th. Those are the two week zero games in the ACC, and we'll get to Florida State in a second. But North Carolina, they have FAMU, which some call it FAMU. I call it FAMU, like Shamu. And then they're at App State, at Georgia State. What is this? What are we doing? And then Notre Dame, and then Virginia Tech, and then at Miami. What are we doing, UNC? <laughs> it's it's tough. I mean, that App State game is going to suck because I don't think there's I don't I know that they can win, but I don't think there's going to be a win that happens. I think number one, you lose, you're embarrassed. The league's embarrassed. Number two, you play it close. Everyone says you stink. So that there there's I don't really see. There's no way North Carolina blows them out. I, I just there's so many question marks, and maybe maybe we look back and say, man, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I just, 
That App State team is good, and they're loaded, loaded with super senior talent, a bunch of guys who want to make a statement and get a big victory. Chase Bryce is back. Chase Bryce is back for his 100th year. He's 30. And is still playing college football, which I'm so excited about. They've got a great running back in uh, Peoples that is massive. He's like 6'3", 220, and an absolute bulldozer. So it's going to be crazy to see this North Carolina team. But as you said, very low to no expectations. And I think what – you know, I'm really most excited for about this team is who's up? Who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, all, all signs to me are pointing towards May that he's going to be the starter. I mean, he, he's got the body, he's got the stars, all that stuff that adds up to where, okay, this this should be the heir apparent. This should be the next guy. Um, and then the other part of it is, can all these five stars that UNC has been celebrating and gloating about all over social media Finally step up and, and be those type of players defensively because I thought that was going to happen a year ago. It didn't. Can it this year with Chiswick, a new staff, getting ready, get excited? It, it's got to be something that we see get better. And North Carolina actually just announced uh, that Stacey Sorrells going back to Georgia, offensive line coach, they bring in their new coach. He's going to, of course, have his ideas. But, man, I think 50 sacks, if not 50 right at it last year, that's got to change. And I know a lot of it was quarterback, a lot of it was scheme, a lot of it was this and that, but also a lot of it was offensive line play. They have to get better there. So right now I'm predicting UNC 7-5, and five, which may be better than a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, but, man, just go bowling, get this young nucleus going, and then build for the future. And please don't lose at App State. At least don't lose at Georgia State. I, that's what's so weird is these two games early they're playing on the road – because they're playing week zero, they have effectively two bye weeks. They have a bye in between Georgia State and Notre Dame, and then they have a bye in between Duke and Pitt. So the byes are in a good spot, and that's what you get for playing week zero. But I'm still just puzzled overall by this schedule. I don't, I don't know who put that together. Mac, speaking of, and I think UNC has a tough schedule. They're still not in my top three. One team that is in my top three is Florida State. Let's get to Florida State. Florida State has my third toughest schedule. They also have a week zero, Duquesne, who apparently has a football team. <laughs> and then on September 4th, they play at LSU in New Orleans. Then they have a weird early buy there, but they get two buys because of week zero, and I like that. They've got Clemson. They've got at NC State, then Clemson. They've got at Miami, then at Syracuse, weirdly. They're going to play Louisiana, who's actually pretty good. Really good. And then they've got Florida. I, I have this as my third toughest schedule. I think this is a tough one for Florida State. Wow. I, I think it's a very tough schedule. I mean, the fact that you're playing LSU, Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson, Miami, Louisiana, Florida. I mean, my goodness. Who who ever thought that this was a good idea to, to have all these scheduled? And I know they probably got slammed a little bit with having Miami on, on kind of that crossover game there, but – Man, it, it, it's tough. And when you look at this game and, and you look at, um, excuse me, this schedule, something else that is super unique, uh, the only ACC team, they play on three non-Saturdays. And, and I take that um, a couple of different ways. Number one, it kind of sucks for high school recruiting. You have two Friday night games. Um, so obviously those recruits are playing uh, and they're not going to be able to come to your game. Uh, but then number two is it's super unique because you have the attention of the country. So it can be very valuable if your team is is decent, if your team is good, if you can go out and get wins on Sunday and two Fridays. My, I mean, my goodness, the excitement yeah. that will be there for these guys could be really, really intriguing. So I, I'm excited to see this Florida State team. 
I, I just think that there's going to be ups and downs. I think it's going to be kind of a roller coaster type season where they get up for the big games, they're down for the down games, and you know somehow find a way to go bowling. I have them right at six and six, but that finish of at Miami at Syracuse versus Louisiana, who's going to be really good, mm. and then Florida on a Friday night. That is a rough, rough four-game stretch to finish the season. Not knowing what this team looks like, losing Jermaine Johnson, but at least bringing back Jordan Travis, and, and it seems building around him. We talked with our FSU guy about that, by the way, Ira Schofel. If you, if you missed that, go listen to it. He was really, really great in our under-review series. But, Mac, and, and I, six and six I think is doable, but I don't think it's guaranteed. The, the games that are guaranteed wins that I see right now, Duquesne, Georgia Tech. Beyond that, even Syracuse is on the road and it's late. It's after you play Miami, so that's tough. Louisiana's good. I mean, you lost to Jacksonville State last year. You could lose to Louisiana. I do think FSU will be improved. I just I hate it for them because I don't think the schedule helps them at all. Like, at all. I don't, I don't see it. Maybe the Duquesne game. But I don't see any other point specifically where I look at this and I'm like, okay, you're getting a nod from the scheduling gods. There's, there's no help from this schedule. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you. It, it's unbelievably difficult. And, and I think when you look at it, because um, there's just so many question marks, we, we just don't know what this Florida State team is, is going to be. And, and, you know, have a ton of guys in the portal that could help right away. A couple of really big time receivers that, you know, I think, my goodness, Florida State needs help there. And then, you know, a couple of defenders that should fill in nicely. So, that's what I'm most excited about Florida State. And, and honestly, can they prove me wrong? Can they do better than six and six? I, I mm-hmm. think is really the the step to uh, you know, really can they take? But Kelly, this next team, another team with a coaching change in Virginia Tech. And and looking at these guys, uh, I, I just I look at Florida State, I look at Virginia Tech, and I have no clue what to expect. And I had Florida State at six and six. I have Virginia Tech somehow at seven and five. I, that might be a pipe dream because I look at that roster and, I mean, who the heck is who's left? Who's quarterback? Who's there? Who, who's who's going to be the guy? It's going to be really interesting to see. When you look at the schedule, really excited about that Black Diamond rivalry. Oh, West yeah. Virginia coming to town on a Thursday night. My goodness. That environment Rowdy. is going to be crazy. I cannot wait to see it. Maybe the conference would be there in person. Who knows? That'd be pretty cool. Um, and then after that, you're at North Carolina, you're at Pitt, you host Miami, you go to NC State. I mean, that October, last half of of September is bonkers. And so I have them losing uh, four of those five, which, man, that's a tough, tough stretch for Virginia Tech. And it really comes down to November. You've got to win out in November. It's it's interesting because their September and November, pretty manageable. Their October, pretty brutal. So you've got to find wins where you can. That BC game on September 10th, I think, is very pivotal Pivotal for them. West Virginia is huge. And then Virginia, they, they find a way to beat Virginia every year. Again, going into a year where I think Virginia is going to be better. Right. But as we heard with David Teal and Andy Bitter, it's just there's some sort of mental block. So I think six and six, seven and five is doable. Yeah, well, what'll be interesting about that rivalry game with both of these new coaches, you know, how much emphasis is really put into it, and, and how much can the other is it a is a little bit of a wipe the the slate clean? We can't think about those, but I mean, the players are still there. I can't wait. I mean, honestly, I don't want to wish the season away at all, 
But November 26, <laughs> I cannot wait to see that game, Virginia and Virginia Tech, just strictly from a coaching mindset of where those guys are going to be. Agreed, Mac. I think that's going to be fun. Let's get to our, our bottom four here, okay? These bottom four schedules. And these are where some of my toughest schedules are. Now, some of this is a self-fulfilling thing. Because the teams aren't very good, the schedules are going to be hard. I have FSU as my third toughest schedule. I have Syracuse as my second toughest schedule. Let's take a look at this Syracuse schedule, okay? First of all, okay, Louisville at home. All right, we'll see what happens. At UConn, you're going to win that game, I hope. Purdue. Purdue is a team that finished in the top 25 last year. And now you have Purdue on your schedule. You've got Virginia on a Friday night. You've got NC State in there. You've got to go at Clemson and then Notre Dame right afterwards and then at Pitt. That four-game stretch, NC State at Clemson, Notre Dame at Pitt. What in the world is happening? And then in November, when you're trying to finish strong, you've got three of the four on the road. I think this Syracuse schedule is... (laughs) Absolutely brutal. I see two guaranteed wins in Wagner and UConn, but even UConn's on the road. What are we doing? And then the rest of it, the fact that you have Purdue on there and the way you finish in that middle stretch with all those really, really good teams, you're probably going to play four straight ranked teams in NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt. Go ahead, Mac. What are your thoughts here? You're persuading me a little bit. I mean, this this finish is crazy. I mean, when you look at... October 15th on, I mean, it's it's absolutely brutal. And, and maybe even, it's crazy to say, maybe Florida State is the biggest, you know, possibility yeah, for winnable. a win there. And, and Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. And I think I'm holding strong on my top three. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not leaking anything here. I'm, I'm waiting until the very end. Oh. I think they might have just jumped to four for me. Because um, when you look at that, I mean, it's absolutely brutal. And then, of course, to finish on the road going to Wake and at Boston College. It's going to be nuts and uh, really difficult for those guys. The thing that I'm most excited about for Syracuse is just the Sean Tucker show. I mean, just allow him to create. The fact that he is going to have you know Coach Robert and I up there now, his creativity, you know, knowing that at his core, I think he really run, wanted to run the football at Virginia and just couldn't, just didn't have the, the horses to do so. Now that you have a guy like Sean Tucker and the great quarterback play with his feet, uh, from Garrett Schrader, it, it should be a really fun offense from Syracuse on top of what I think that defense is, is going to be able to do with some young uh, superstars that are all grown up now. I look down and some of these guys are seniors. I'm like, what the heck? Where did the time go? They've just been there so long. So I'm excited for Cuse. I have them at 4-8, and eight, might even be 3-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, But, I mean, you, you rally around a guy like Sean Tucker, crazy things can happen. But a, a very tough schedule, KG, as you mentioned. That's part of why... I have this schedule high because I think Syracuse is very capable, but I don't think the schedule allows them very many opportunities. And speaking of Syracuse, Louisville and Syracuse play to open the year. Let's take a look at Louisville's schedule. Two road games right off the bat at Syracuse, at UCF. Okay. Then Florida State at home, but those are all those are Friday games, UCF and Florida State are Friday games. You also have a James Madison in there, sprinkled in for fun. A really, really good FCS team. And this final stretch, you got a lot of home games. You've got Pitt, Wake, JMU all at home, at Clemson, NC State, at Kentucky. That November is absolutely brutal, Mac. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Louisville should have been in my top three because this is tough. (laughs) It's looking very Syracuse-ish. And, you know, Louisville fans are going to be disappointed, but I have them as, as probably one of the more disappointing teams 
this season just because of the schedule and, and you know, not being able to put it all together. And, and, you know, before I jump into it, my biggest excitement is that Louisville proved me wrong in that Malik Cunningham can take this next step, be maybe a Heisman Trophy contender um, with the numbers that he could possibly put up. But I have Louisville finishing at 4-8 and eight and, and just, you know, stumbling out of the gate, losing at Syracuse. I think that that stretch of October and November is going to be extremely difficult. And maybe James Madison is the is the only win, and maybe that's a question mark because Ooh. those guys are really good. So th- this Louisville team, you know, they have an opportunity with this schedule. They compile some wins to really make some noise, but it's just, I don't know, it's, it's going to be really tough for them. It's very tough. Mac, are you ready for the transition of a lifetime? Speaking of a team that plays the JMU Dukes, let's talk about Duke. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. You're, you're, Thank you so uh, much. you're very impressive. There's not much to talk about with Duke. I mean, you do have the Brain Bowl at Northwestern, we love, and Kansas. Win those games, please. At Kansas is a is a big one, a pivotal game. Texas can't beat Kansas, but maybe Duke can. And, you know, <laughs> the rest of these games, it's it's just kind of your typical ACC schedule. They have a late bye week. It would really help them if they could win those first four, Temple, Northwestern, North Carolina A&T, and Kansas. And then perhaps find two, Mac. I mean, I think that's what your that's your goal. If you can win the first four and then find two, beat Georgia Tech and beat Wake or not Wake, probably not beat UNC. <laughs> you know, just you got to find two more somehow. I, I'm going win one. Can we win one conference game? That would be that would improvement be from a year ago, and, and I think that that's got to be the thing. And and you know, as the Mike Elko era begins here. You know, what is this Duke team going to look like? Another team that I just don't know from a body standpoint. So many guys transferred, so many guys have left. You know, what is this team? Who is this team going to be? And, man, you mentioned it. Be Kansas. If you don't be Kansas, don't come back. Just stay there. Be a basketball school. You and Kansas can scrimmage a lot. Figure it yeah. out. Um, like I'm predicting Duke to finish 3-9. and nine. Maybe that's generous. I, I think this is going to be a tough year for for the Blue Devils. I agree. Yeah, two ACC wins seems a little crazy, but look, there's some sort of <laughs> miraculous path here to a bowl game. We'll see. That's right. That's okay, right. Mac, my toughest schedule in the Atlantic Coast Conference is in Atlanta. It's Georgia Tech. Who makes these schedules? Who are you? I want to talk to you because this is crazy. They play Clemson. They play Ole Miss. They play UCF. They play Pitt. They play... Miami, they play Georgia. And for some reason, their last five games, four are on the road. Who did this to them, Mac? <laughs> Who did this to them? I, I don't know. It sucks. I mean, I, I've got Georgia Tech 2-10, and, and and I think, you know, that it's could tough. be a miracle. It could be a miracle. Look, this team is not it, very good, good, but this schedule does not no. help them at all. No, you lose your best player who goes to the best team in college football in Alabama. Um it's just it stinks. There's a lot of things adding up. They did get a couple of you know transfer pieces as they always do. Um, I think the biggest thing for Georgia Tech this year is let's see drastic improvement from the offensive line. Mm. It's the biggest rebuild in college football. You're not helping yourself with the schedule. Mm. You're playing Clemson. You're playing Ole Miss. You're playing UCF. You're playing Georgia. My goodness, what are you thinking? KG already went on her rant. Um, the thing I am most excited for is just Jeff Sims. You know, if, if he stays there, who knows? Crazy things happen. Uh, but he's a fun player. And, uh, you know, I think seeing his progression, just just kind of taking that next step. It's year three. You've been the guy. You've got to understand what you're doing. 
lead this team, limit the turnovers, and maybe something crazy can happen. But as you said, I think this is the hardest schedule in the ACC back-to-back years. Might be it, it is. It's harder than last year's. Um, you know, just just you know, go out there and have fun. You know, play football. You have to play Clemson. You have to play Georgia. You have to play Miami. I get it. You do not have to play UCF and Ole Miss. Get out of those contracts. Find a way. Okay, let's. So here are my three toughest. I have Georgia Tech one, Syracuse two, Florida State three. As I discussed throughout the podcast, Mac, you have saved yours for the end. What are your three toughest schedules in the ACC? So we were very aligned with Georgia Tech and Florida State, but I've got them one and two. Okay, and I think. Florida State might even be flirting with number one. The fact that you play LSU, Miami, Louisiana, Clemson, Florida, NC, I mean, Wake Forest, it's a tough one. I mean, that honestly, they might take the cake at the end of the day just because of, of playing all those teams. So I might go 1A, 1B. Uh, and then my third team is actually Miami. For the reasons that I mentioned, their away games suck. I mean, you're going to A&M, you're going to Virginia Tech, you're going to Clemson and then finishing the season with Pitt. Mm. That's just really, really difficult. You you talk about three of the best environments in college football, and you're taking a trip to all three of them. Um, I think that's difficult. I think with with having a young quarterback, even though I think he's going to be really good, we're going to find out how good by the way he plays in those environments. And I, I think that it, it's going to be a really tough stretch that if they can find ways to win those games – Look out. Miami's going to make unbelievable noise. I hear you. And it, it's a tough year for Miami whenever you do draw Clemson from the crossover because it adds a lot more to your schedule. The thing that got me with Syracuse is just your final six games. You have two at home and you are playing every one of those teams. Florida State is the exception, but they might. will have a winning record. Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt, Florida State, Wake, BC. And you have two at yeah. home. Brutal. Not easy. Not easy. There's a couple and Louisville too. I mean, there, there's yeah, Louisville's there's a couple tough. of teams in here that just have brutal, brutal schedules. But the good that's that, that can be a good thing. Go out and win them and uh, get some big time respect. The biggest thing for me out of all these schedules, win your crossover games. Yes. from other conferences. Yeah, we will to, talk about that a lot there. in July and August, <laughs> heading into the season for sure. That's right, KG. Well, guys, thank you for hanging in there with us. Big, big episode today, breaking down each and every ACC team. Uh, If you haven't already, go over to iTunes, go over to Spotify, follow our podcast, drop us a little five-star rating or write us a review. We always love hearing from you guys. But until next time, we'll see you all.